Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Eye of the Future with Lady Fontaine, co-host Dr. Jean Cirillo, Julius Elton, and Frank Tadaro. This is I on the Future. And now, Lady Fontaine. Thank you, Frank. This is Lady Fontaine and... Dr. Jean Cirillo. And we're here to answer your questions on love, life, career, and whatever is on your mind. So give us a call at 646-381-4141. Later in the show, we have Editor-in-Chief for Esteem Yourself e-magazine, Chisima Clough, with us tonight. So stay tuned. The night is young, and we'll be taking your calls a little later in the show. The number again is 646-381-4141. The switchboard is already lighting up, so give us a call at 646-381-4141. So, guys, how was everyone's weekend? Oh, well, absolutely fantastic, ladies. Wow. Friend talk. Lovely week. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Oh, me? I barely remember it, but... <laughs> well, it must have been a great weekend, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, well, the uh, the theater that I uh, I'm a curator for a theater uh, not for profit in Manhattan. We had a fundraiser this week, and it was fantastic—a seven seven hour long fundraiser. And I sang karaoke for the third time in my life. It was it was amazing. Well, for some uh-huh. people, I guess it was amazing. Yeah. You're yeah. going to give us a demo on the radio? Oh, sure. Why not? Uh, start the music. Um, well, but see, we ran out. So next time. Uh, <laughs> which voice do you do karaoke with? Which voice do I do karaoke with? Yes. Uh, with whatever voice. one sounds like the uh, sounds like the song at hand, I guess. Oh wow! Okay, so, so uh, you, you tell us what music to have next week, and we'll have it. Indeed, just Rush songs. Nothing but Rush songs. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Anyone else? Who else did anything exciting this past weekend? Uh, first of all, I was thinking that Frank would probably sing a Broadway show tune. No Rush. Uh, so I'll be. I'll be. Uh, Providing that music next week, Ooh, Frank, and we'll be hearing you do that. Broadway and you promise? I, yeah. Good. <laughs> uh, and I had a very exciting weekend cleaning out my closets. <laughs> were you singing while you were cleaning out your closet? There's um, a whole talk show now, a reality show called called What's in Your Closet. Oh, oh they really? should really come over here. Yeah. <laughs> I I haven't seen that or heard that. So what? Is, what? I mean, what do they do? Well, I I know that Lindsay Lohan helped her mom clean out her closet for Mom's Day, and that was one of the episodes. But they actually go through your closet and find all the interesting things and clothes and accessories and everything, and help you organize them. So did oh, it was Lindsay's mom, not Lindsay, because I was going to say, did they help her organize her drugs? No, but. he has to mom organize uh, legal stuff. The drugs, the, those you can organize yourself. They'll just disorganize your mind, but they might organize your clothes. <laughs> no, well, I haven't seen that show, though. That sounds quite different. I mean, I guess it's sort of, I guess you sort of get an inside view into a person's 
um, I don't know if it's mine, personality, or all of the above, by taking oh, a look sure. at their closet. I would think so, definitely. I mean, well, I'm keeping everyone know, out of my closet. Then. I know, I do too. And Dr. Cirillo, what's going on with your book? Anything new? Well, I, you book? know, I, I, I've been waiting to break this to you. I mean, this is fantastic. You know how you were having trouble picking up on uh, the back and forth with people and everything that happened, and we said a lot of the stuff like with me locking horns and a project being canceled, that this yes. will happen in the past? Yes. Well, you picked up on exactly what happened this past week, and I'm Ooh. not kidding. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't mean you. that, you know, because I know there was some uh, um, confusion. But it, right, but I do feel in the end it'll end up working out for you. So, Well, so. that's what I'm seeing, but, you know, I, it's amazing how things changed. I mean, I was work, I told you left off I was working on that proposal, and then it turned out I got an email from my agent saying that the same publishing house from my last book, the one that canceled my last project, now wanted a new similar project. Ah. So I started working on that, and then all of a sudden today I get something back saying that uh, the people at the main office didn't want to use me. They thought that I didn't do enough self-help, which is ridiculous because I do tons of it, and the agent Mm. agreed. So they wanted someone else, and the agent was fighting with them, and she said what's going to happen is what happened with another book. Within a week they won't find whoever it is they think they're looking for, Mm. And they're going to come back and want me. Mm-hmm. But that it's postponed like for a week or so. So I'm like, oh, no, because this is what I went through with the other one. I picked up the project after six months of them looking for somebody that they couldn't find. Mm. So there, But I could see what you were picking up on, all this back and forth and confusion is exactly what happened. And, and the fact with the postponements and just wait and be patient. And the pub date was supposed to be for 5-11 which is just what you picked up on. Wow. And uh, August or September would be when they wanted the end uh, The end of the book. Oh, okay. And, and I tell you, Lady Fontaine must be psychic. I must be. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see why she was so confused about this one and she couldn't come up with a clear answer. But, and, but do you remember that when you and I were talking about this offline, I kept on saying to you, I don't know why, but I keep on seeing children's books, so it's going to be probably a, a, a publisher that publishes children's books. And then you told me the last time you had discussions with the same publisher, it was for a children's book. Well, the last time, the, 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 the original proposal along this end was with somebody, a connection I have at a house, and this he is the director of children's book acquisition. Mm, mm. Because there was something that was that, last week. That there was something that was ringing so true to me that I kept on seeing, you know, children's books, and and I really felt that it was going to end up being a publisher that published children's books. Well, or maybe that, it that still was will be. He was the one with the original, but all of a sudden this came from out of the blue, and that's an offshoot of the original house that wanted a, a different variation on this type of project. So. If you're confused, I'm confused. <laughs> but in the end, like I said to you from the get-go, I do feel in the end this is going to this book will be published, and I do feel it's going to be really a blockbuster. I mean, I feel it's going to be the biggest thing that you've ever done, Jean. Ooh. Yeah, I feel it's going to be big, but I do feel these delays, and um, yeah. you know, it just feels to me it's going to be 
start, stop, start, stop, start, stops for a while. But once you get going on it, it's going to go. It's going to go well, well and fast. Okay. All right. Because right now the roller coaster, the up and down and up and down and start and stop, I, I could see how you couldn't communicate it clearly to me because every day it changes. Yeah. Well, it's once it gets on track, it's going to be really, really good for you. I'm going to look at, I don't want you to mention the person's name, you know, on, on the show, but I'm going to go back and, you know, after the show or tomorrow or something, look at, you know, the person's name again, connect with the energy, and um, I'll tell you what I pick up as far as time frames for you. As well, far the as original editor is, is Paul, and he's still on this project, but the person who has the final say in the Midwest, her name is Marie. So the, is Paul the one that um, has is the the children's book person? No, the children's book person is a man named Kerry with the other house. Paul is the one with this house who rejected my original project that I was on and got another writer, but now has approached my agent with this. However, his boss, Marie, seemed to mix it. Oh, okay. Okay, now that you've laid that all out, it is going to resolve itself. Um, I I know that your, your agent is saying like a week or so. To me, it feels a little bit longer than that, but it will resolve itself. When I say a little bit longer, could be... You know, two weeks could be three weeks, but not like you know, you know, nine months or anything of that nature. It's not showing itself at this point to be something that's going to take that long. So hope they um, move the deadline up. Okay, and she's a J person. Her name is Janet, so that is in her favor. Oh yeah, because we are all J. I mean, we this is we get out like a J club or something. (laughs) Whenever I meet another J, immediately I feel the entrepreneurial, uh, creative spirit coming from them it's true mm. no well days are for whatever reason really aligned with you and and um i did pass all our birth information off to sky and she's going to be on here in a couple of weeks so we'll talk to her about this too and see what she sees in your future wonderful yeah well you're jkl i mean you're every you're right well i take care of jk and l you're right i didn't even realize that i'm you know, all those personalities. Love we'll to do a show on this sometime. <laughs> <laughs> you could do it by yourself with all your personalities. No, you I need Frank. I need Frank because Frank will have to do the different voices. So this way, people will be able to differentiate it. Because if I'm going, hello, hello, how are you? Fine. Nobody's going to know who's who. So I need Frank to do the voices. You might even that was, become confused. That was actually me talking just there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was Frank who did the whole... Frank has done this whole opening. I haven't even said anything yet. This That's is, his soprano karaoke voice. Absolutely. <laughs> Good night, everybody. That was my Getty Lee. Phone lines are open. Please call 646-381-4141 to speak with Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. They're here to answer all your questions. Call 646-381-4141 to get expert advice on all that troubles you. And remember, if you don't get on the air tonight, please send us your question at mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on each show. And now it's time for Sky McKenna's Sky Watch Report. Hello everybody, this is Sky McKenna with my weekly Skywatch Energy Report. This is a review of the energies for the upcoming week, and if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives, or you can go to my new website, skymckenna.com, and click the link near the top of the page. You can also read the energy report on my new blog. 
There's a link at the top of my website for that, too. Also, my new book, Astrology in You 2010, is available on my website or on Amazon.com now. It's for the whole year and covers everything from astrology basics to major aspects, sign changes, world astrology, and there's a forecast for each sign for all of the upcoming Mercury retrograde periods and all of the eclipses. There are several. I'm told it's very useful, informative, and an easy read. And if you buy it from my website, I'll send you an autographed copy, a free birth chart, so you can follow along with the aspects if you'd like and learn more about astrology. And you'll also get free shipping if you buy it from my website. All the information is there on my website, skymckenna.com. So, we've got the wind in our backs. We're still holding on to our hats. Here's the week ahead in eight minutes or less. And this then is for the week beginning Sunday, June 6th. 2010. And this week we have even more twists and turns and energy shifts ahead for us. Jupiter leaves Pisces and finally enters Aries. Mars finally leaves Leo and enters Virgo. Mercury is very active and he finally leaves Taurus and enters Gemini. And the biggie of the week? Jupiter conjuncts Uranus. Later this month, we're also going to have a lunar eclipse in Cancer. This eclipse will be activating one of the points of the four-sign Grand Cross coming up in August. Just know that all of this means that we're all going to have very major changes in our lives, and we're going to want to think about being balanced but flexible over these next few months. We'll have much more on the specifics about all of this as we go along. So, let's go! First, late on Saturday, June 5th, a whole new major 12-year cycle begins for us all, with Jupiter entering the pioneering warrior sign of Aries. On this go-round, he'll remain in Aries through September 8th, when he briefly moves back into Pisces, and then next January, moves into Aries to stay until June 2011. This is going to be a very powerful time for new beginnings of all kinds, especially for being in touch with and empowering our inner pioneers and warriors. And because later this week, Jupiter is going to conjunct the Grand Awakener Uranus, these energies are amped up and accelerated. And over the next few months, years actually, watch for major breakthroughs in the electronic, energetic, and medical arenas too. And then late on Sunday, June 6th, after almost eight months in Leo, Mars finally enters Virgo, where he'll travel until July 29th. Mars in Virgo is going to be about getting down to business and will help us take care of practical things. We'll also have a lot of energy for working in very practical ways and we'll be going for accomplishment. We should feel a change and a difference in the direction our energy takes now. Tuesday, June 8th is a very powerful day. Jupiter conjuncts Uranus and the communicator Mercury moves into his own sign of Gemini and he's wildly busy for the next couple of days. The combined energy of Jupiter and Uranus is going to gift us with a bold and outrageously potent time. This is a time of breakthroughs. Aries is the pioneer, the trailblazer, and Jupiter is the traveler, the adventurer. So old ways of looking at things and old ways of looking at ourselves can be released and will be released in a blazing wave of change. However, since Jupiter is still making a stressful contact with Saturn, the old and the new can lock horns. So be ready to catch the wave, but still stay mindful. And this extremely powerful combination is the time to take risks if you really, really believe in what you're doing. The energy of intuition, brilliance, and wisdom are all around us. Bright, bold new ideas can blossom and bloom now, and this aspect hasn't happened for 14 years. It's just a great time for starting new projects and exploding into a newness we weren't even aware of a year ago. So act quickly, after thinking, of course, and make hay while the sun shines, so to speak. This can also be a powerful time to break an old habit, make big changes, or start new projects. And if you're working on the elimination end of things, it's best to begin before the June new moon on Saturday the 12th. But if you're launching something, begin it after the new moon. 
Also on Tuesday, June 8th, Mercury enters Gemini until June 25th, and he's exceptionally busy for these next couple of days. Since he's moving into his own home sign of Gemini, he's going to be feeling very feisty and very happy, and he'll be wanting communications to move very, very fast. He's going to fill our minds with avalanches of ideas, and we'll be able to articulate and analyze ideas and information easier now. The month ahead will be very social if we want it to be, especially since Venus is moving into passionate Leo later this week. And if you don't want new social friends and lovers, stay home and hide for the next month. Otherwise, get out and see and be seen. And... Since Mercury also forms a flowing 120-degree aspect to Saturn today, we're going to be able to see our goals very clearly, and we'll be able to make plans to get where we want to go. But then early on Wednesday, June 9th, Mercury squares off in a 90-degree aspect with Neptune, and our mental focus could be a bit fuzzy or confused. We may also experience some disappointment or disillusionment in communications. This will be a day to step back and listen more than we talk, and be more flexible in what we think we know about someone or something in our lives. But on the plus side, we may also be able to enter into a hazy mystical space and receive information or messages from an unseen realm. We just need to be sure to check all the facts before we put any revelations and insights we receive into motion. Thursday, June 10th, Mercury forms a supportive 60-degree aspect of opportunity to Jupiter and Uranus. And we'll have ideas, ideas, and more ideas, and the opportunity and the ability to express them clearly. What a gift! Today we can part any fog that may have enveloped us over these past couple of days and see a bigger picture. Our perspective can change and we can see patterns in our lives and how we got here and where we want to go now. We can touch a great optimism and feel very adventurous. Don't be afraid to reach out for excitement. And then on Friday, June 11th, Mercury will square off with Mars and we may have a tendency to sweat the small stuff. This is a very abrupt energy and might leave us with some anxiety and some tension. Conflict, arguments, or accidents might even plague the day. But we can also be proactive and harness this abundant energy to get things done and or have the courage to do something that's long overdue. And then on Saturday, June 12th at 7.14 a.m., we've got a sparkling, effervescent new moon at 22 degrees Gemini and fresh beginnings in communicating, speaking, writing, learning, teaching, and communications of all kinds are supported. This is a great time to get out and make new contacts. And all of this is emphasized, remember, because communicator Mercury is traveling through his own sign of Gemini as well. Finally... Sunday, June 14th, Venus enters passionate Leo until July 10th, and we'll all be up for enjoyment, love, and pleasure, especially since Venus is forming a flowing trine aspect to that electric Jupiter-Uranus conjunction. This will be a time to reach out for new adventure and get ourselves out there and join in the party and play, or turn on our creator switch and just let go. Now this week I want to talk about how and where each sign will be feeling this electric conjunction of Jupiter and Uranus and Aries. And as always, this will apply to your sun sign and rising ascendant sign if you know it. Aries, you've got a bold new start and new opportunities at your doorstep right now. Use this blast of energy to begin something. And if you don't know what you want to begin, just wait a couple few weeks and you sure will. Taurus, your immediate future can get pretty exhilarating. Be prepared for blazing flashes of intuition and psychic revelations, especially in your dreams. It's time to let old dusty things go and walk in the newness. Gemini, be ready for surprises from friends and associates. They can inspire you and rock your world in one way or the other. This is the moment to decide what your hopes and wishes really are and what you really, really want. Make a list and make it clear. Cancer, surprises are in store for you in your career. Expansive opportunities, shifts and changes and exciting fresh starts are here. Don't be afraid to leave the past behind and start something new. You'll be doing it anyway. Leo, out of the blue, mind-expanding possibilities are going to blaze into your world. Think big, and then think bigger. 
people or things from a distance will inspire you. Think outside the box. Look up and look out and see those far distant horizons. Virgo, life-changing psychic experiences and exciting new opportunities for sharing resources are about to bolt into your life. Drop anything stale in your life and allow yourself to go where you've not gone before. It's time. Libra, unconventional or surprising people are going to shake your world and change it forever. You might find yourself making some new choices or rethinking old commitments. Your partnerships are about to get bold, exciting, and probably a little unpredictable. Scorpio, surprising and or startling changes are going to shake you out of any recent boredom in your everyday life, and your job and daily routine is going to open up in ways you never imagined. And think about using energetics in some new way. Sagittarius, electric changes are coming for you in love, pleasure, and creativity, and generous if a little unconventional people, and things are about to rock your world. An exciting new journey is beginning, so dance to this new music. Capricorn, your home or family life is in for some surprising changes. Home life can get unpredictable, but be exciting. You might even make an unforeseen move that opens your world even wider. Aquarius, communications that expand your world can come like bolts from the blue. Let go of old patterns of thinking. They're just holding you back. Let go of old stale thinking and allow your world to be rocked. Pisces, big new inspiration or possibility about finances can expand your world in new ways. And it can come as a surprise, so be ready to grab the proverbial brass ring. New possibilities are there for you, so don't be afraid to think outside the box. Well, that's a wrap for this week's edition of the Skywatch Energy Report. And remember, if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives or visit my website, skymckenna.com, and the link is right there at the top of the page. And you'll also find a link to my new blog if you'd like to read the energy report. And remember, the animals still need your help. You can feed a homeless animal with just the click of the mouse. It's absolutely, positively, no questions asked free. In 2009, your clicks equaled 92 million bowls of food for homeless animals. So just go to theanimalrescuesite.com and click on the purple button that says, click here, it's free. Well, that's about it for this week. And remember, you never lose by loving. You always lose by holding back. Until next time, take good care, God bless, and namaste. Wow, things are really heating up. I know that Sky's been telling us that there's so many astrological changes heading our way in the next several months, but wow, I mean, I'm kind of blown away by this. And don't forget that Sky's going to be here live with us in two weeks on June 22nd. Well, tonight we have a very special guest. She is editor-in-chief for Esteem Yourself magazine, which is a wonderful online e-magazine and resource. Esteem Yourself is um, an e-magazine that gives women the tools to build confidence, esteem, and self-worth. Readers learn ways to live a more proactive and positive life. Esteem Yourself is dedicated to serving the world and women through global projects, activities, seminars, and community outreach endeavors. It's our pleasure to introduce to you Chisima Clough. Chisima, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Oh, yeah, we're so happy to have you. Chisima, could you tell our listeners a little bit about you and the online magazine, Esteem Yourself? Yes. Well, as you mentioned earlier, Esteem Yourself is an e-magazine that uh, gives women the empowerment and the drive, motivation to achieve their goals, to live a fuller life, to be happy, and to love themselves unconditionally. So that's what we do at Esteem Yourself. And I am the editor-in-chief, and I started off as um, a model and an actress, and I went on into teaching, modeling, and acting. And as I did that, I actually got so many questions from women about uh, 
self-worth and image and how they can better themselves. And I realized that there are so many women out there that need this. They need answers. And I, I had questions such as, um, how can I lose weight or how can I be like this model or what, you know, what makes me the way that I am? I'm, I feel ugly. I don't feel like I'm worth anything, you know, and there's tons of other questions like that that esteem yourself addresses on a daily basis. And we have women from all over the globe that ask us these questions and we give them a positive answer and give them a way to um, overcome their fears, their trials, and to achieve and to grow and progress. And so that's what esteem yourself does. It's a, truly a wonderful con- concept. So I guess um, with your modeling and acting and, and, and doing the teaching that you're doing actually was sort of like the beginning formation of the idea yes. of esteem yourself. Yes, it really, it really was. Um, the field obviously is image-based, and um, a lot of the times as individuals, just uh, day-to-day life, we tend to look at the media and look at it in a way to kind of, I guess, live our lives in that way. And it's hard to kind of say that because some people will say, well, I don't do that. But really, it, it plays a big part to the way we feel about ourselves, what we see on TV or in a magazine or what we hear from friends and families because they watch it too. They read those magazines as well and they influence us. And so the image uh, perspective of uh, women and how we see ourselves was a big portion of that and esteem comes into, it plays into our life in general. So with image and esteem, it was just given. It, it fit like a glove. So. And that's a really a, a wonderful point that you bring up because, unfortunately, like in fashion, you know, the image is to be unrealistically tall and thin. And yes. probably 90-some-odd percent of our society doesn't fit that bill. So how do you address that? I mean, if you have the average, say, five foot five, you know, size 12 or something like that, woman or size 14, thinking that, oh, God, I don't fit, you know, I'm not this tall, skinny model type person how do you how do you work with them how do you help what kind of articles or resources do you have on your website to address stuff like that you know some of the questions we have are similar just like the question you asked um you know i feel like i'm i'm fat or i'm too short and those kind of questions and i guess what the what the magazine tries to do and it does it pretty well because we have a lot of great feedback it helps women to understand that you don't have to fit that that mold and that's just what's on tv that's just what's seen but beauty is not that it's not five foot nine five foot ten you know and that's not what a a, a regular human being is we're not five ten and five nine and a woman is not that that's not the regular type women's height so we try to tell them that the way you are is the way you are and to love yourself just as you are and that's hard to kind of grasp when you just tell someone that and sometimes we have to kind of say it over and over and over again so you find, kind of start to realize it's true. So it's kind of using words of affirmation to do that. And that's what we do with the magazine and just putting that positive light out there that, you know, we can change the stereotypes of what the media has given us. We don't have to live like that. And it gives us that, but we don't have to take it in and we can change it. So we're doing it one, um, one lady at a time. Oh, that's the way you make, you know, that's why you change anything. That's literally how you can change the world one person at a time. Yeah. Um, you know, looking at your website, um, you know, I saw the section on tools and resources, and 
I have to say some of the things you had up there were really phenomenal. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the things like the questionnaire and things like that that you have on your website? Yeah, you know, those tools and resources are just so wonderful. I think that because they're there, we've had a lot of uh, good response as far as women telling me, thank you so much these resources because this is what I needed. And it's hard. To, it's kind of like a best friend. Sometimes you have to find someone that can listen to you and esteem yourself as that best friend. And sometimes you just want them to listen and not talk. You know, and most friends will talk back to you. And so esteem yourself gives you these resources, like the tools like you were mentioning, that you can take with you into your own home and you fill out this form. And it kind of discusses um, more so about just you as a person. So we address the, the female and say, how do you feel about yourself? What makes you who you are? And um, why are you beautiful? We start asking questions that are pretty much uh, very personal. You know, what, what, why do you think you're beautiful? What makes you the person you are? What do you see in yourself that you feel like you need to change? And things like that. And when you start looking at those questions, it's almost like therapy, you know, and you're giving yourself this one-on-one therapy session. And with those questions, you can kind of come across um, some type of answers for the questions you may have that you might not be able to ask us or you feel that it's deep inside and you just kind of want to express it somehow, but you don't know how to. So it's kind of like a therapy session for you. And so with those tools, women can build, they can grow, and they blossom with those tools. I think that they, it was absolutely great, and, and the articles also that you have on your website, I, I, I feel, are really um, sort of they're 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 positive. They really sort of like hit the mark, you know. And they really they're so easy to identify with. It's really really a great read. Um, you know, here on the on our show, we talk a lot about the importance of a strong self esteem. Can you tell listeners why this is so important? Yes, esteem yourself. You know, our whole platform is um, esteem, and that's why it's called esteem yourself. And it's the esteem you have, the way you feel about yourself, the way you live your life, the way you carry yourself, the way you talk about yourself or talk to others. All of this, is, it all stems from um, the way you feel about your esteem, the way you feel that you have a, a power, control, and how much power do you have, how much esteem do you have of yourself. And that's really what governs who you are. It governs your confidence. It governs the way you, you, know, you um, help yourself, how you protect yourself, and what you say to others about yourself. So esteem is a huge part of an individual. And it, you know, when you look at some of the, the people that are in power, they have very high esteem, you know, and it's not to the point where it's arrogance, but it's to the point where they're confident in themselves and they can progress and they can build and succeed. And that's what Esteem Yourself wants to do for every woman is to give them that esteem, that positive light within themselves, you know, so they can be able to fulfill their goals and their dreams and not feel like they're not worth it or that they don't have enough to give. So a person's esteem is, I think, is one of the the major parts of um, a a person's soul because it kind of tells you who you are and what you have to give to the world. I definitely agree. I I feel that's truly the the foundation of us is our self-esteem. Dr. Cirillo, have you seen the Esteem Yourself website? I haven't seen it, but, I mean, self-esteem, since 1970 when I read... uh, 
Nathaniel Brandon's book on self-esteem, where they were starting to esteem self-esteem. And now sometimes, unfortunately, I find they're going back confusing self-esteem with arrogance. But, you know, one thing I found that with the women's group, it's interesting how things happen at the same time. Just this past weekend, the uh, New York State Psychological Association had a meeting about the cover girl image and how bad and unhealthy it is to portray women mm. ideally as being anorexic and uh, overly tall and thin. And uh, the cover girl image isn't a, isn't a healthy one. It isn't a good one. Even a lot of men don't like that actual image. It's not even that attractive. The reason models are so tall and thin is that that figure with a relatively plain face makes the clothes stand out in mm. the best possible light they they, you know it didn't start with the idea that this was going to be beautiful women it was what is the best mannequin to hang the clothes on Mm. and that's why there's no real personality except a fake smile and often the face and the hairstyle and everything is pretty plain think about it you know the model was never really meant to be an ideal woman it was meant to be an ideal clothes hanger and somehow the two became confused yeah, yeah, I mean, it's true. So often in um, live fashion shows, the models will have their hair up or back or something like that. I mean, sometimes it gets wild. But I agree. I mean, that's probably one of the biggest things that, you know, anybody who's in the, um, you know, field of psychology or self-help has to work with their clients on is feeling accepted with, uh, you know, unfortunately the image that's so, you know, um, admired in today's day and age you know the tall thin or even the unrealistic you know these like um you know pamela anderson or somebody like that who's not a model but a movie star again being an extreme version and how many people really look like that well she was more beautiful naturally without all those implants and and artificial stuff that was put there to begin with and you know, somehow they're saying the natural isn't good enough. Let's support the plastic surgery uh, image and make everybody plastic. But another thing that you brought up about esteem, and it's often overlooked, especially with women, they always talk about looks, looks, and looks. And with men, it's more money and power. But often women don't feel adequate in other ways, intellectually or Socially, for whatever reason, they don't feel that they're enough. And there was a study done by a, by a psychologist. She said she always wondered what did the female, the Congress women have that she didn't. And what she, what she found, she came to one question and she asked the person, "Did you feel special when you were a child?" And the Congress women almost always answered yes. And then when she said, "Who did you feel special to?" It wasn't just one person; it was everyone. Mom, dad, siblings, neighbors, distant relatives, somehow this person who who later became a congresswoman had that kind of sense that uh, she not only was enough but could tell other people how to live their lives, um, often was made to feel special from from childhood on. Most of us aren't that lucky to be raised that way, but this shows the importance of real self-esteem, not arrogance. I'm, I'm hooking into what you said about sometimes the elder estates men mostly that can portray uh, confidence without coming across in an obnoxious, arrogant way. Mm. 
And a lot of these women, actually, just to, as you mentioned, they are, you know, when they're raised, they're raised in, in homes where their moms are telling them that they're not pretty. You know, and it's, it's, it doesn't have to be verbal. It can be just um, their mom looking at themselves and saying, you know, I don't like myself. And then the child is there and she sees that. And if you don't like yourself, then I don't like myself either. So they get that from their mom without their moms even knowing it, you know. So, so it you want to be part up. of this family. You want to be my daughter. You better not think you're prettier than me. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah sure. So. And that's really sad. I remember, and I've mentioned this before on the show, but I remember um, reading a um, TV Guide article a long time ago, probably 20 years ago, um, and Cloris Leachman was being interviewed, and she had said something like, um, my mother always told me um, I could, you know, be anybody I wanted, you know, that I, was, that I was magical or something like that, that I had the power to do anything I wanted to do. And in the, art, in the interview she said, and I believed her. And here's a woman that doesn't fit that glamorous, you know, gorgeous, um, you know, either model or typical Hollywood look that, you know, in the 80s or whenever it was, she had tremendous success. She really, really did. So the importance of having, you know, a loving, supportive childhood and, and the importance of being made um, to feel that you're of value and special obviously comes from our childhood. And unfortunately, I mean, Jean, what are the statistics on it? Probably 99% of us don't grow up in environments like that, true? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously not. And that's, that's why there's so many uh, people with problems out there. For whatever reason, we don't feel that we're special. We don't feel that uh, we're even enough. And then sometimes we try to compensate with arrogance or haughtiness or focusing on one aspect of us of ourselves. Like if only I become a toothpick thin, uh, you know, then I'll be enough. When, when that's not the real issue. The issue is inside, You're not right. on the outside. You're right. And it's too bad that our society is so focused on that. But that's why it's so valuable to have resources such as Esteem Yourself to sort of get us back on track. But, um, Chisima, how is your website different than other online magazines or other magazines out there that are dealing with the esteem, self-esteem issue? Our magazine focuses on the positive light of women. And so when we get these, you know, questions from women or even with the articles, every article has a positive light. We're trying to build positively. There's no negative. Even though as we talk, we will be, uh, you know, tackle those obstacles and those, you know, those negative uh, childhood experiences, if that's what it is, or whatever it may be that's driving those feelings of esteem to, you know, the low self-esteem. But the, the, the whole point point of the the magazine is positive and to build and not just to stay in that uh, negative cycle, but to be positive and to grow from it. And because we all have experiences just as if it was a childhood experience that maybe made us not have such a a, a high self-esteem, we can let go of those experiences. And that's what the magazine does through the articles and through trying to, you know, answer the questions that we get from women all over the globe. We answer questions to help them to overcome their trials and we give them a chance. We give 
give women a chance to actually share their stories because as, she, as you share your story, other people will grow and you will grow as well. And it's really interesting how whenever you talk about your story, you start to realize, wait, I've, overcome, you know, I've already overcame this and I've moved on. And it helps you to kind of believe it, you know, and to kind of have that healing. And we need that. And so Sing Yourself gives the opportunity for women to do that through our Esteem Yourself Story of Esteem. And so we have that and we give prices for those. And so women get a price for sharing their story and, they, you know, a, a price to make them feel better about, you know, who they are. And they, they love that part of Esteem Yourself. And so that all those with the articles intertwined to make um, more of a positive light on what's going on, the media, or whatever it, it might be that we're discussing. Like we had an article about mothers just recently for Mother's Day about my, my daughter, my mirror. And it discussed pretty much what we just discussed earlier about how, how mothers influence their daughters you know, and what they feel about themselves. And when we are doing this to our children and trying to shape them a certain way, even though we might not know that we're doing this, we are. We're, we're doing that. We're shaping their minds as children, and we try to give them a positive way to shape their, their minds. So they can have that, you know, that high self-esteem of themselves, and we don't have to worry about the media attacking them, you know, attacking them later as they become teenagers. So we try to kind of uh, branch out into different areas, lifestyles, fashion, all of those things, all of esteem yourself. And it's all part of uh, being an, a confident woman. So, I think that's great. I saw on your website that you also have seminars that you offer. Could you tell us about that? Yes, we have workshops and we have seminars that we offer. And these seminars and workshops are pretty much in the same setting of a, a regular workshop, a regular seminar, and we're discussing topics that address the specific group, whether it's depression, if it's a seminar on depression, or whether it's um, abuse, uh, you know, or if it's just a Mother's Day celebration. We just had one recently. But we have those seminars to kind of get together as women and to empower each other. And these seminars are just so wonderful because when we come there and we see other women that are going through different uh, experiences or different trials, we all connect. We all have something in common. And as women, we can share to help each other. And these seminars give us that opportunity to teach and um, to help women to grow and to, for them to learn. And we learn as well as uh, writers. We learn and we have those stories we can use then to help share um, what we are doing. And we do the same thing with the services as well. We go and we do services, whether it's a breast cancer run or being part of uh, feeding the homeless or anything of that sort. And we use those experiences to, to tell the stories of those women that are out there that need their stories told. Yeah, without a doubt. Now, these seminars and workshops, are they done around the country, or do you have a certain location where you do them? We, we, yeah, we have a certain location. We, um, help, we, well, we hold what we hold seminars usually in Washington, D.C. area, but just, just uh, last week we held one in Maryland. So we're trying to start moving around the country. So hopefully we'll be able to do that. Um, so it will be nice to start doing that. But we're trying to kind of get it out there because there's a lot of women that need these seminars, and we're having a great turnout for them. So Terrific. Um, I also saw on your website and your um, other literature that you, you have sent me that you're involved in all these global projects as well. Can you tell us about that? 
Yes. What we do is whenever there's a, a natural disaster or, for example, Haiti, for example, we try to kind of find a way to help any organization that's trying to promote um, a way to maybe raise funds or they're trying to maybe get clothing or food or, you know, whatever, maybe money to be able to, you know, build a house for the, the people in Haiti and things of that sort. So what we do as an organization is we kind of uh, take hold of a couple of organizations and we kind of bring them into a, a center of uh, our members. We have several members um, thousands of members, actually, that we email about organizations and what they're doing on a regular basis, and we try to get the word out there so they can be part of that and to help to raise the money so for whatever they may need it for. So that's what we've been doing, and that's been working really well as well. So, I think that's wonderful. Um, are there any, like, last words you can leave us with? You know, what, what's the importance of Esteem Yourself? Uh, the importance of esteem yourself, I, it's in a nutshell, I would say is for, to learn that um, without ourselves, it's hard to love anyone, anyone else. And so if we can love, love who we are, without who we are and the person we are, we can embrace ourselves. It's going to be very difficult to embrace our children, our family members, our spouse, the world, and we will never see the world. Clearly, and the world is a beautiful place. And at times, without that self-love and the self-help, or even just um, self-awareness and uh, the passion to grow and to to learn, then we're not able to be able to help others, or to help others grow, or to even learn as much as we are meant to learn here on on Earth. And Esteem Yourself believes the sky is the limit for every woman, and so we want them to be able to reach their goals and to progress and to be empowered in any way that they can. I think that's wonderful, and thank you so much. Thank you, Chisima. It was a pleasure having you here. Chisima Clough, Editor-in-Chief of Esteem Yourself e-magazine. Please be sure to visit Esteem Yourself website at www.esteemyourself.com. Chisima, thank thank you. you. Thank you very much. Well, all right. It is now time for the mailbag question of the day. Ladies, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's start, dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. I don't know what to do. I feel like I completely ruined my whole life, and I'm hoping you can help me see if I can fix things up, or at least tell me what I want right now is hopeless. I'm a 36-year-old divorcee a successful attorney making nice six-figure salary. I'm told often I am attractive. I uh, was married for nine years to Stephen. He's a senior executive at an international bank. We have two kids, a boy and a girl. We lived very comfortably on both our salaries. The whole mess started almost three and a half years ago when I met John at work. When I say that John is a Greek god, I am not kidding. Aside from that, he is ambitious, fun, and we hit it off right away. Stephen, my ex, is average-looking. Anyway, every female in the workplace wanted John, and I was no exception, even though I was in a considerably, or so I thought, happy marriage. We both flirted. Attention grew steadily. Then we were both assigned to work on a very important case, I even introduced him to Stephen as my associate. Anyway, 
About a week later, we were working late. It happened. One kiss led to another, and we were doing it on the floor of my office. I felt extremely guilty afterwards and went home to see my kids lying asleep in their father's arms, and I resolved it was one, a one-off thing. Unfortunately, when John asked me out to a movie on Saturday, I couldn't stop myself from saying yes, lying to my husband that I was going to see a friend. I went and we made, a fi- we made fantastic love again in a motel just three miles away from my house. Thus, John and I began a torrid and heated affair. I didn't consciously realize that my behavior changed at home. I was always picking an argument with Stephen and only had sex with him on very rare occasions. It went on almost one year before Stephen found out. He literally caught us red-handed in the act. Our marriage was history. I returned home the next day in the afternoon and proudly told my husband that I filed for divorce first thing that morning. I told him I realized I needed space and to start seeing other people a long time ago, but I didn't know how to break it to him. The only response I got from him was a calm, my lawyer will contact you as soon as possible. Unfortunately, my relationship with John, while it lasted, burned itself out two months after my divorce became final. I guess 80% of our relationship was pure physical chemistry. I began dating again and have been in three relationships within the last 19 months. When my first relationship after John was over, I was devastated. I called the only other person who knew me well enough that I could talk to. I called Stephen. We had lunch the next day, and with his help, I managed to pull through. He has been my support ever since, making special time for me and becoming my new best friend. In fact, much closer than we ever were. He made me laugh when I was down, gave me practical advice and everything, and asked me for mine when he needed it. But he never brought up our marriage, or what ended it. And when it was brought up, he always smiled about it and said something very noncommittal, as if he was happy about it all. He had dates every now and then. He's got his recent promotion as a big increase to his job. Then about three months ago, he started going out with this girl, Barbara, who's around 32. After a couple of months, I realized it was getting serious. When I realized something terrible, I had fallen madly and desperately in love with him again. Maybe I never stopped being in love with him. I was just so stupid that I pushed him away. As his relationship with Barbara grew, my heart seemed to die in huge chunks, and it showed in how I looked at everything and in everything I did. Anyway, just when I thought he was about to propose to Barbara, they broke it off. He called me and we went for dinner. Afterwards, we went back to my place. I leaned forward and kissed him. He kissed me back, and in seconds, he was nuzzling my breasts, and I was sobbing with joy. It was just so wonderful. Just as I was about to shout out my love for him to the entire world, he stopped and looked at me with a blank expression. As he got dressed, he mumbled something about this all being a mistake. He left, leaving me broken in more ways than one. I met him the next day in his office during my lunch break, and he carried on as if nothing had happened. This was all two weeks ago. 
I honestly don't know how I'm going to continue stopping myself from ripping his clothes off and making love to him and begging him to forgive me and take me back. Can I win him back? I'll spend the rest of my life making myself worthy of his trust if only he would bring me back into his life again. Have I blown it completely? Love sick and sorry. Ginger from Illinois. Well, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's really, this is a great, great question here. And there's so many dimensions of it. Um, Jean, do you want to go first and then I'll throw in my psychic prediction you know, here? People often complain that uh, they don't have a lot going for them, that not too many people would be interested in them, they're broke, uh, you know, they're alone, they're not trained for anything, they don't feel attractive. And here's a perfect example of someone who has too many options and at some point thinks that she's found the right thing and the other person changes and wants to go back to something else, really doesn't know what she wants, you know, it's it's like there's a part of her that doesn't feel worthy of, of anybody that wants her. And then as soon as they don't want her, she wants them and uh, can't really understand all this attention but at the, that she's getting from different men, but at the same time doesn't want to lose any any good good chance. And, you know, that she's confused, but also by the time she gets over her confusion, other people, these men that are worthy, certainly have their own lives and... Uh, I think she's a control freak, but I think deep down inside there's that lack of self-esteem that's that's uh, underneath a big uh, pile of uh, of success and and traits that should make her feel good about herself. Wow. Yeah. Well, I definitely agree that there's some you know self-esteem issues here, and I do very much agree that um, you, you know it's almost as if you know, once she's once she has what she wants, um, she I don't know, kind of like loses that desire for it or that appreciation for it. Well, um, that somehow blows it blows it off. That then the guy loses interest, and we don't know what she does because she she probably doesn't know what she does. There was actually more to this letter that I ended up cutting out because it was a, quite a long letter. There was more to it. Yes explaining some of the relationships she's been in since her marriage. And they were really devastating and short-lived. And my gut feeling is after all this happened, she's just kind of, you know, bouncing off of walls. I mean, she feels devastated. She feels lonely. She feels empty. And she's just trying to fill it up, trying to find somebody to make her feel as good as she felt both with, um, Stephen and the way she felt with John. But my gut feeling as far as, because obviously her question here is, has she blown it completely? Um, I feel with her ex-husband, um, you know, I, I feel there's so much he he didn't, like, he didn't express. I, I, she actually said in, I believe, this email, if it's not um, here, it's part that I ended up cutting out on this. Um, he was very calm and very collected through the whole thing, um, never really showed any emotion. But I feel he is overwhelmed inside with hurt, and I feel he felt extremely devastated. I know he's showing this outward picture of um, everything's fine, it's not a big deal, don't worry about it, I'm fine with everything. But I feel a whole different side of him inside. And I feel that's a big part of what's going on right now, even when he got caught up in the emotion of being with her recently, 
um, you know, and starting to get intimate, I feel he really got scared, and that's what it's all about. I mean, in order for this to really take off and work, they both have work that they need to do individually. Otherwise, regardless of if she can get him over that hurdle, that initial hurdle, to at least give this a shot, I, you know, they're almost doomed for a failure unless they individually work on themselves. And, you know, to me it feels like they never had um, a tremendously great line of communication between the two of them. To me it feels like it was extremely surface, and I feel it was surface through their marriage, through their divorce, and it, they only started to listen and hear each other after, and they became more or less best friends afterwards. I feel very genuine feelings and a very genuine um, um, sense of, you know, loving somebody, but I don't feel that he's allowing himself to feel that he's in love with her. Um, yeah, he doesn't want to get burned twice. Do you right? blame him? No, I don't. Because I don't feel... I think Frank knows. could back me on this one. I could see the poor guy, you know, that hurts a man more than a woman if his wife has sex with another man. Women tend to think, well, men are promiscuous. I might be his true love at home, and he's just uh, fooling around with somebody. But, you know, to see his woman, his powerful attorney wife who could get whoever she wants, that it's like she's tossed him aside and chosen this supposedly Greek god, you know, over him, that must hurt like anything. And he doesn't want to expose himself to it twice. Like, or He'll feel like a fool. I think that's how he Especially if, if the woman who I was involved with is talking about how the man she cheated on me with is a Greek god and I'm marginally good-looking, maybe, kind of, if the light hit me the right way. I sure as heck hope that this woman did not use names, real names, and that these are all pseudonyms. I uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I could just tell you that I cut off, cut out sections of this letter that were very explicit as far as how they got caught. Yeah. Um, uh, well, if but, so, sorry, Steve. Really, man. Sorry, sorry, dude. But <laughs> literally, uh-oh. You hear an echo with me? Hello. No. Can yes. you hear me at all? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I hear okay, you. I'm a little bit static, but that's okay. Yeah, well, sometimes this Adonis, you know, we don't know what his problem is either. And and that's what we have to focus on. Okay, so he's great looking. He's a lawyer. You know, why isn't he in a committed relationship? What's wrong with him? And uh, there's more, especially to a middle-aged person, than than just the way they look. But I think you know, from this, the husband's point of view, he's saying it's it's more about her that you know she's a successful, attractive woman. She can get whoever she wants. She struts her power out there, and he doesn't want to be at the mercy if he falls for her again. It's the typical situation where he feels that he loves her more than she loves him, and, and he's pushing her away and fighting that. Well, I feel that she has some um, challenges ahead of her if she is really serious about getting back with Stephen. I just feel... Um, you know, they somehow they they need to start opening the the dialogue and talking about what they went through and what their feelings are with things. And he needs to be able to open up, and she needs to open up. Otherwise, I just feel they're both going to be spinning their wheels. 
but I, I do think they both know, need a good counselor together. I agree. Too, I think individually and them. together. I think both individually yeah. and together. But I, honestly, I do feel, you know, a warmth and genuine feelings between the two of them. But I feel they're both wearing a mask and they're both hiding. Well, the question I have for you guys, though, is uh, if they do have these feelings for each other and they can work this out, though, doesn't that, don't you think there's going to be some kind of resentment there that you can't take away? I mean, when, when you're in a situation like this, can you ever truly overcome that type of betrayal? What do you think? It's well, that's what Kathy Lee said about the heart of Frank Gifford when he had the uh, the affair. She said, I can forgive, but I can never forget. And she mm-hmm. kept rubbing his nose in it. And I think that this guy, Steve, feels the same way about what his wife did. I don't think he's ever really going to totally forget. And that's something she's going to have to live with as well as him. True. It's a hard thing, Frank, really, to just be able to brush yourself off and go, okay, that's, oh, I'll just forgive this little indiscretion and forget about it. It's really a hard thing to do. Um, You know, there's no rule of thumb here that says it can't work or that they can't get through it, but she's got a challenge no matter how you look at it. If this is truly what she wants, she's got a challenge ahead of her. Well, Ginger, it was a great question. Thank you. Remember, please send us your question at mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on each show. All right. Well, we have some callers. Um, Who is our first caller tonight? Our first caller is Woody. Woody wants to know what the future of his musical career is. Okay, Woody. Hi, Woody. Hi, how are you? Okay. Good. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with you and um, what it is that you want to know? Um, I'm a songwriter. I'm a, I have a partner that sings in uh, pursuing career in music. He just recently um, got a manager. I was wondering where everything's going. Well, who, could you give us your manager's first name? Uh, I think his name is Jeremy. Jeremy? Jeremy. Um, I I actually feel, when you said that you're a songwriter, um, a, a whole story almost flashed in front of my eyes. Um, and I really feel that there's a song that's very, very close to your heart that either you have written. Um, it, it almost feels to me that it's sort of like your theme song. It's, it's sort of who defines who you are. And if you haven't written it yet, it's one that you're going to write in the very, very near future. Um, and it feels to me it's going to launch you into something good. Um, it doesn't feel to me that this is going to be an overnight success. It feels to me it's going to be a, a, what I kind of want to say a strong, steady um, climb for you, but it's going to go well. It feels to me um, one success is going to lead onto another, onto another. The only thing that my guides are saying to me is that in the past it feels like you have more or less taken very much a um, back seat to your own success. Is that true? Um, I guess so. I've been like helping other people. Um, so. Because it 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 feels to me that that's something. It's sort of like you have to shift into really wanting this and really, really pursuing it heartily. And that's something that my guides are more or less showing me that you haven't done in the past. 
So if you do that, if you could really turn your focus and attention towards this, it feels to me it has potential. Like I said, it doesn't feel to me that it's going to be overnight, but I am seeing something um, towards the end of July of this year that almost feels to me it's, it's somewhat of a door that's going to open, that's going to lead to new opportunities. Um, but again, it's not, it, it just isn't connecting with me overnight. So it feels like a strong, steady climb for you. But I do feel um, if this person, this manager that you have now, turns out not to be the right one, um, you will definitely be hooked up with the right one by July of this year. So what I'm seeing as your most potential for success is actually going into the early part of next year. I would say the, I would say something like February, March is doors swinging open very in a very grand style, um, but I'm seeing almost like new gigs and something very big for you um, almost a year down the road because it's showing itself to be the summer of 2011. But you're definitely headed in the direction. It feels to me that there's potential there for you. It just doesn't feel like it's going to connect overnight, but it feels to me as it's connecting, new doors are going to keep on opening. It's sort of going to be almost like a domino effect for you. Well, it seems, too, like Woody is kind of a very creative, talented, uh, smart person, good at what he does, and also very considerate of other people, which is my, why you might have put your uh, career on the back burner, as, as Lady said. But that now you have to kind of trust the manager with the business or the entrepreneurial part where you feel weak. And as you get more and more successful, you want to have more knowledge because you don't want to be pushed around by somebody else. And I think you have to learn a little bit more about this part of the business, and, and you're not feeling that comfortable with that. I think you're good at the creative, but you never really had to deal with the other part, so you're a little afraid. Okay. Um, Woody, do, do you have a song that you have either written recently or that um, is sort of like your theme song? Uh, I have a lot of, like, materials. <laughs> like, as, like, I get a lot of inspiration to write on. Is, and, uh, uh, the, what, the one that I'm hearing has a, a female name in it. Um, do you Did you write a song about a woman, about a female? Uh, e yeah, a couple, yeah. Um, one of those, and it feels to me one that you particularly love yourself, the song, and one that you play often, and again, it's showing itself to me as almost being like your, 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 your I don't know what the right word is, but your, um, you know, everybody knows you by this song, um, I feel is going to really be the one that opens a lot of doors for you. Okay. All right? Yep. All right. Well, good luck to you, and let us know how it turns out. Okay. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. Next we have uh, Anne. Anne wants to know if uh, she she will find a long-term relationship or marry again. Anne, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. Hi. Hi. Ladies. How are you? Hi. Good. How are you? Good, good. So tell us a little bit about what's going on. Well, I would like to know if there is a special person for me in future, not just a friend or a companion, but someone special for the long-term relationship, maybe even permanent relationship. So your your real question is, um, is, your, is there somebody out there that you're going to be in a long-term committed relationship with? Yes. 
Okay. Let me just scan your energy. All right. Um, you know, I'm I'm actually seeing three men around you, and it actually feels to me some of these men are already in your life. They're not showing themselves as being, quote, unquote, the one. I'm going to talk about that one in a minute. But are you are you divorced? We're separated. Separated. Okay. So that's that's one of the men that I feel around you. Um, there also feels to me. Um, how long were you married? Were you married for a while? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, is there a past? Um, either I don't know. It 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 almost feels like friends now, but somebody that you were romantically involved with that's in your life right now. Yes, I, yeah, we're, okay. we're friends now, right. but it that's was it a feels romantic like. involvement in the past. Okay, many that's what years. it feels like. Um, could you give me his first name? Is that comfortable for you on the on the radio? Um, Bob. Mm-hmm. Bob, okay. Um, because the way it's showing itself to me is you haven't fully run your course with either of these men, with, with your soon-to-be ex-husband or, or with Bob. Um, the situation with your with your ex, are, have you guys, because um, it almost feels to me as if you guys have attempted reconciliation somewhere along the way. So have you gone one or two rounds with him in trying to make yes. the relationship work? Yes, I try. Okay. Um, it still doesn't fully feel to me that it's over the trying bit with, with your soon-to-be ex. So I don't feel that he's totally cleared out of your energy yet, nor are you totally out of his. So although you you may be separated right now, I kind of feel, um, I, 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 when I say potential, I don't mean that it's necessarily the potential that you guys are going to, you know, suddenly shift and just everything's going to magically be better. But it certainly feels to me that you haven't fully run your course in trying to resolve things, even though I feel... Um, a, an emotional distance between the two of you right now. But it feels to me between now and I kind of want to say the fall of this year, um, your ex-husband and you, or your soon-to-be ex, or your separated, your spouse, um, is going to, but the two of you are going to have an opportunity to talk and make some choices as far as if you want to give this one more shot or not. Is he being very distant and um, emotionally detached at this point? Because it feels to me that he is. Yes, he is very okay. detached. Yeah. Um, I do feel that's going to change. I really, really do. So, um, you know, I'm not necessarily saying that you should give this another shot, but you're going to have the opportunity, and, you know, you're at least going to be discussing it with him. Um, the Kind of what I want to say is the flip side of that is it doesn't feel to me that the problems of the marriage are going to be easily resolved. Um, and it kind of feels to me, even if you guys give this another shot, there's still some challenges ahead of you. But it, he's not out of your life yet. It just doesn't have that feel. As far as Bob goes, there, I feel him around you, and I feel him around you. It feels to me for the past several years I feel his energy around you, and it feels to me um, almost as if he would be open to more. So has he in any way showed that to you? No, he hasn't. And, and is he married? Is he involved? Because I feel another female uh, around. I, uh, yes, 
yeah. married. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I feel that. Yeah, that's um, hard because then there's two marriages. Know. You know, there's the I chemistry know. of you, Bob, your your ex-husband, and then there's the chemistry of the two marriages, which have a life of its own. And I know. that is a, a big hurdle to overcome. It is. And I'm not saying that that's, that's the person for you. I'm just saying I feel some... Um, I feel a very strong attachment between the two of you, and I could feel him thinking of you in ways other than just friendship. So that's why I asked you if you were aware of it in any way, shape, or form. He's not coming through, again, as being the one I'm going to talk to you about as far as the one that you're going to end up having that very, very strong connection with. But, you know, in order for me to look ahead, I had to clear out who was who these two men were that I so feel in your life right now. Both of them, I feel, sort of occupy an important part of your heart and soul. They really, really do. I feel a strong attachment to both Bob and your 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 husband right now. I, I do. So in your heart of hearts, are you, um, and I'm going to shift back to your husband for a minute, are you hoping that things would work out with him? Not really, actually. I'm, I'm planning to move on and look for something else i think it's a time when i need to change my life and look for per- permanent relationship honestly i'm i'm a little bit tired of trying um dr cirillo do you want to comment on that before i move ahead to what i see is coming in for her well uh you know you said you're tired of trying is i mean not even looking at any other relationships would you want to save this marriage if nobody else was in the picture and if so what would it take to save or it doesn't sound like you reach that point of no return where you say you know even if things got better i couldn't be with my husband anymore i don't think we're again we are just friends and i don't think that it will change so he's close because he helps me we talk, we sometimes we do things together, but we don't have any emotional attachment. And you never did, or you did at the beginning and it just faded? A long time ago, so we just we live separate lives, and I'm okay with this. Okay, but every, every, every passion fades within 15 months of every relationship, and it becomes what, what we call family love. So with this new guy or with some... Greek God that you would meet if uh, you, you listen to the last mailbag question, what happens is, I don't care who the person is, eventually it just becomes friends, a comfortable kind of family-type relationship. But it doesn't sound like anything's really wrong in the relationship. I guess that's why we're, you know, we're, we're, we're hesitating to tell you to give it up. There's no hatred or no real anger. It's just loss of interest. But the interest and the passion goes down, that intense love where you can't think of anything but love, that goes down with any human being, no matter who they are. After a while, they they become almost like a brother to you with uh, some physical affection there. No, it's not uh, about passion or love. It's been many things done. M- many things have, have been said and done in the past that it's very hard to forgive and forget. Okay. That's, that's so I'm, I'm not going to try anymore. Uh, we just, it's okay to be friends and talk, but I'm not planning permanent relationship in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that you're saying there's anger and there's negatives where you're saying we're just not compatible as, as people. Maybe. Yeah, I don't think we're compatible. That's true. Okay. All right. You know, that makes sense. And, 
you know, then you've got to think whether it's worth working on or would you rather be alone even if the new relationship doesn't work out? Because often you don't, when you just break up, you need time to grieve. And anybody you meet in the interim is like an interim relationship, and that doesn't last either. That's just the bridge onto till you're clear from everything from the first relationship or the marriage, which is even stronger, and then you can be ready to start again with someone else. You want to go through that. Well, I actually feel, you know, somebody coming in before the end of the year for her, not her Mr. Right yet, but almost like you were just saying, Dr. Cirillo, more or less that bridge relationship. I And, and I do feel that there's somebody out there that within the next, I would say, four to six months, um, that she is going to meet. So I, what I kind of want to say to you, Anne, is that um, you, it, in order for you to get sort of like to the other side to find the right person for you, there might be one or two opportunities that come um, before that that might not be um, the Mr. Right for you, but they're going to be, they're going to teach you things. I mean, they're important in more or less your 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 emotional development and getting you back into the swing of things, you know, going out and things of that nature. Because there is somebody that's going to come in between now and the end of the year. I'm feeling them um, strongest in, I would say, kind of like, um, I would say late October, early November time frame, um, feels to me that at the beginning it's going to feel very right, it's going to feel very enticing, but it almost feels to me at the core there's there's going to be important things that are missing um, that just aren't going to, you know, complete the relationship and make it something that's going to, you know, propel and last a lifetime for you. However, in 2011, um, I'm feeling very strongly in, I would say, between April and June, of 2011, you're going to meet a man that, I mean, he's going to knock your your socks off. I mean, it's going to be big, big, big compatibility. You talked about compatibility or lack thereof with your um, with your husband. It, this one feels to me that your energies are so perfectly aligned. Um, and part of being really compatible with somebody is not always having all these similar likes. I mean, opposites do attract. I feel. When you have, you know, when one part, partner is strong with something, the other partner is weak with something, that's, to me, where the perfect blend is and the, the true compatibility. But I feel there's going to be um, a physical attraction, an emotional uh, um, attraction between the two of you. He's intelligent. Um, he's coming through as very intelligent and smart. He feels very, very savvy. He feels, to me, um, trying to figure out what it is that he does it it feels to be almost something in in sales or um almost I, I, i'm not sure what it is but he feels to me that he's a phenomenal talker and it almost feels to me if he's not selling a product he's selling himself in some way shape or form feels to me to be successful he's got a lot of depth and a lot of substance to him i feel two daughters around him um so obviously he was married at some point that feels to me that was quite a bit um, in the distance. So I feel he's been divorced for many, many years. Um, it feels to me it's almost going to be um, almost like what I want to say, um, where neither of you are, are jumping into this at the beginning as you know a romance. It's sort of like you have a little bit of time to get to know each other. But once it takes off, man, it's going to soar, and it's going to soar quickly with the two of you. 
Um, when I look forward, I see a very, very strong potential for you um, to be in a long-term committed relationship with this guy. The way the energies align themselves is, you know, the way I'm seeing it is once he enters into your life, um, we all have free choice. We can go in any direction that we want to go. It's not like you have to be with this guy. But the opportunity to be with this guy in a long-term committed relationship is certainly going to be there. Well, great. Thank you very much. I appreciate your oh, you're help. very, very welcome. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a little bit in the future, but you probably need that time to, although you, you have your head around right now, without a doubt, being able to move on. Um, but I kind of feel this other relationship that's coming in first um, is going to be a fun relationship for you and just sort of like, you know, a needed distraction in a way. And it's going to sort of, um, like Dr. Cirillo said, sort of bridge you, you know, into your newfound freedom. Oh, that's great. Thank you. And just a quick question as we talked about my friend Bob and what he actually wants from me if he's married. Um, you know, it almost feels to me that he he has thoughts, memories. You know, I don't know that he wants more than friendship right now, but he has a warmth in his heart for you without a doubt. When did he step forward? How long have you guys been friends? Oh, many years. Um, but did you guys have a break, I mean, and did he recently step back, like within the past two or three years, did he step back into your life, or is that um, some other important, um, you know, milestone for the two of you? Well, yes, he stepped back about five years ago or four years ago, and we just, we've been friends since that time. Mm. Um, you know, I, I feel a warmth in his heart for you. I, I feel if the opportunity um, truly arose, um, he would take it. He just shows himself almost as if he's had you on his mind for a very, very long time and hasn't fully let go of um, a dream with you. So, um, But, you know, he's showing me a very genuine caring for you, um, although he's not showing himself being, um, you know, sort of like a person who's by your side all the time. So it kind of doesn't show itself as being somebody who is hanging out with you on a day-to-day basis or talking to you five times a day. It's not showing itself as that to me, but it's showing itself as being a very strong stabilizing force in your life in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Thank you, lady, and thank you, doctor. Thank you, both of you. Um, thank you. I'm very happy that I called and I talked to you, and I'm I'm glad that I had this opportunity. Great. Well, thank call you. us again. Let us know how it turns out. Yeah, you sure. had a great question, and we really do appreciate you calling. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Well, we had some great callers tonight, didn't we, Dr. Cirillo? We sure did, and I still can't get over that mailbag question. That was fantastic. I know. That, and I'm honestly, like I said, I, I cut out so many parts of it because um, it was very specific in how she got caught and very, very specific in, um, you know, some of the, the the relationships. I mean, I hope for Virginia. I was pay- wondering about that hot, juicy pot. You know, I want to prove <laughs> more about it. <laughs> Well, that's not a privacy. You had to cut it out, of course. Right. I just felt some, yeah. and I could not. I mean, I, I, Frank isn't on the phone, so he can't comment. But um, I just couldn't imagine Frank reading some of this stuff. I just. <laughs> um, I think he know, had fun with it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I really feel 
for this for Ginger. I really, really do, and I hope she takes to heart some of the things that we did talk about tonight. And I also hope that she um, reaches out and tries to get some help, and that they do start really talking. They're never going to be able to move forward, even as real, 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 real friends, unless they could start talking about what happened in their relationship. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, so I, I I certainly hope that they both can work that out in some way, shape, or form. So they're both either letting go or, you know, making some mutual choices that work for them. But And even um, though she was very detailed, so much so that you had to cut some of it out, uh, let's remind everyone that they should be as detailed okay. in, their, in their calls and uh, letters, at least have specifics, because those are the best questions for on air. Right. It is because we unfortunately only have a few minutes that we could spend with each person. And if I'm sitting there having to scan somebody for, you know, five minutes, I'm taking away from, um, you know, the time that I could be really answering questions. Plus, it's radio. I mean, let's face it. We want good questions. Right. So, And, and we, we tonight I think we had some great ones. We really, Definitely. really did. So oh, we did. Yeah, and the callers also, you know, a variety. I mean, uh and and they presented real issues that are going on now, not just, well, will I ever meet the love of my life abstractly or will I ever make a pile of money? You know, they had something specific which gives us uh, grist for the mill, something to work with. Right. Those are always the best questions. They truly are. And we, always, and we do encourage, you know, the listeners and the, those who call in to the more specific you can get, obviously, the better advice we're going to be able to give you in the short period of time that we have. Right. So uh, let's hear what Frank has to say. All right. Don't forget to visit Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com to learn more about her or to schedule a private reading or life coaching session. Lady Fontaine is an internationally known psychic and life coach. You can also follow Lady Fontaine on Twitter, Facebook, and NING for her latest announcements. Also, please take a moment to make Eye on the Future a favorite here on Blog Talk Radio and send us a friend request to get special offers from Lady Fontaine. Please visit our show page on Blog Talk Radio for details on all of our co-hosts along with their contact information. Be sure to send your questions to mailbag at ladyfontaine.com to have your questions answered live on the air by Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. Thank you, Frank. Next week, our guest is Myrna Lou Goldbaum, who's a master palm reader. Be sure to tune in. I just want to uh, make a short announcement that Rachel, the person who takes care of our switchboard, is her birthday tomorrow. Yay! Happy birthday! So we're going to wish Rachel a happy birthday. And uh, great show tonight. Some great questions. And uh, Chisholm, our, our guest, was fantastic. I think yes, that self-esteem is obviously something we could talk about for hours <laughs> and uh, I'm sure we will again in the near future. Yeah, it's the foundation of truly our lives. Without a strong self-esteem, we don't really have much to, you know, to guide us through life. So it's definitely a phenomenal subject. And, again, I encourage everybody to check out her website at esteemyourself.com. It's a wonderful website. And check out the tools and resources. Um, she has some wonderful um, questionnaires and different things that are on the website. I found it very, very fascinating and extremely helpful. So thank you 
to all our listeners and callers for inviting us into your homes tonight. We love hearing from you. Thank you to our guest, Chisholm McClough, who it was a pleasure having her here with us tonight. Thank you also to my co-hosts, Dr. Jean Cirillo, Frank Tadaro, and Julie Zellman. Special thanks to Rachel Look, and happy birthday. Um, Rachel did a great job screening calls and helping us with the switchboard. Thank you. Many blessings to each of you, and I am in gratitude to all of you. Have a wonderful week, and remember to honor yourself, and you'll automatically draw in countless experiences that honor you. Paranormal enthusiasts, remember to tune in to Frank Tadaro's The Invisible World. Either call 718-508-9285 or check out the show page here on Blog Talk Radio for The Invisible World. We're on next. Good night, everybody. Hope to see you back here next week, and remember to reclaim you. We're always here to honor and support you and provide you with the guidance to help you aspire to all your dreams. Good night, all.